PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. And there is only one thing we say to death. Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? I've been crazy busy up here with work, launching a bunch of shows and hustling for more photo gigs, so my free time is dried up like a giant snake heart in a ninja game I've also been neglecting. But I caught I Am Mother on Netflix, and it was pretty good. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being pretty good. It lost me a little bit in the third act, and I thought Hilary Swank's character was pretty unnecessary, but the girl did a pretty good job, and Rose Byrne gave a super creepy voice performance. Check it out. It's not bad. We also started Nos4A2 this week. What a shit title. Watched the first couple episodes, and I'm super curious about this show. I'd say the connection to Nosferatu and vampires in general is loose, but haven't seen that much of it. Everyone has a wicked thick Boston accent, so there's that. But so far, there's a girl who can find anything by riding across a magic bridge on her dirt bike, a girl with a magic scrabble bag that answers questions, and Zachary Quinto. He's some sort of psychic or vampire or... Maybe his magic Rolls Royce is a psychic vampire. Anyway, he kidnaps children, takes them to a place called Christmas Land to stay young forever. It's fun. Something that's less fun, I started too old to die young. Amazon gave Nicholas Winding Refn enough money to make essentially ten Nicholas Winding Refn films about a piece of shit cop who watches his piece of shit partner get gunned down by a piece of shit and then does a lot of shitty stuff to get out of this really shitty jam. It's pretty lynchy by way of reffing, and pretty good, but man, every episode is basically feature length. It gets rough. Stay cool, Billy D. Chris Crespo Radio Show, everybody likes it, listen to his shit. Crespediso, I'm your host Chris Crespo, chilling in the Crespediso studio. Here is your weather threat update. Your weather threat level is Tornado Blue. Tornado Blue, beware of your swirling morals. Drew Cogman, how you doing, buddy? Tornado Blue? Yes, it's the same color blue that you see in the eyes of a newborn baby as it uh, <laughs> as it comes at you in a demonic way with pitchforks and, you know... Okay. In an otherworldly type of, it's like altered dimension uh, tornadoes. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. You, yes. dream, you dream these things as well? I don't dream. Ooh. Deep. Black That's coma deep. sleep. It's, <laughs> it's the most amazing thing ever. Black coma sleep? Yeah. Are you sure you're, you're just not hitting REM? You're supposed to be hitting REM. I mean, apparently I do. I mean, I've, I've been functioning these last 18 years without dreams. Have you? So, Have you now? Yeah. That explains the lack of empathy. <laughs> Uh, Steve Etchie's over in the corner. Steve, how you doing, buddy? I don't dream either. You're dreamless as well? Yeah. Is that a result of your medications? Yes, it is. Aha. Uh-huh. See, you, you can explain a lot of your stuff on medications. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's being fine. euthanized every night. It's, yeah. 
every night euthanized. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Sounds amazing. And then Are the you morning, need, like anesthesia uh, or and, something else? And or? the next day, I just wake up from the dead. It's, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, back from utilization is uh, Steve Edgy. Thank you. And a returning guest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I apologize for not having you on earlier because you're one of the people who people are like, have her on, put her back on the show. She was, she is here. She's busy, but she is here. It is Jen Vargas, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. How you doing, Jen? Good to see you. Good to see you too. It's nice to be back. It's so comfy in here. Yes, right. It's, it's cozy in here. We got a pretty full uh, little studio. We got Leslie <laughs> Joe in the corner. What's up, Leslie? Hello. Yeah, people heard you. Hey, girl. <laughs> Steve. Uh, Steve needs a chaperone sometimes. You know, he can't be trusted to to handle himself. Yes, yeah, so an anti life ruiner. So as PFT Media has <laughs> assigned you, Leslie Joe, to you know to keep everything going. Yeah, I go to do something and she just slaps my wrist and goes, "Stop that." Yeah, you need Bad that often. Steve. It works really well. You need that often. <laughs> It's ridiculous how often we get like, come on, whip this guy into shape. Uh, Jen, thank you for showing up. Of course. I also do not dream. Really? I'm not medicated. Wow. I'm the only one. I'm medicated. I'm not <laughs> dreaming. I I did as a kid, very vivid dreams, sometimes a couple of scary ones. But yeah. As an adult, or arguably an adult, mm-hmm. I can't remember any dreams if I do that. My goodness. I still have weird. I still have similar dreams that I've had from childhood. Like when I was a kid, one of my earliest bad dreams was a dream of, and people who hate hearing people talk about dreams are going to hate this episode already. But (laughs) one of my oldest nightmares is being left alone in my family car at the top of a highway that's like comically... Uh, yeah. like hill shaped and I'm at the very tipping top of it and then the car rolls backwards with me in it like but you know on a roller coaster going backwards like no yeah All right, that's always a big fear of mine and then as an adult I have dreams where I'm driving the car but now the I'm on the highways going up these huge hills and then I'm flying off the edges or I'm going <laughs> down these highways and I'm afraid I'm gonna fly off the edge it's a lot of like being going out of control type stuff and it's very, very scary. <laughs> and these are my dreams. Yeah. This is I'm supposed to be resting, but these yeah. are my dreams. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some kind of Benny Hill dream. Yes, they're, they're very comically. <laughs> when you, if I draw it out, it's like yes, that is a cartoon version of a of a highway. But in my dream, this is the most realistic, real. yeah. fucking scary thing. It's like being on a roller coaster. But uh, I'd say once about on once track. every four years, I have a nightmare. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what type? Something chasing you? Is it, um, is it the same type? Is it always different? Uh, it's it's more of a Something that you think of from your past, something that happened sure. that, that you kind of relive, kind of deal. Okay, I, see, I, I never really is the worst. I don't really think I have those types of dreams where I'm reliving things. But like, there's always like a weird, weird a about weird it, sure. factor about yes. it that you can only do in a dream. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Wow. I also get a uh, sort of a nightmare type of thing where I'm being chased by an unseen monster that's right around the corner. Usually, it's a dark shape or a shadow. Or I, like I know what it is, but I can't see it. Yeah, and I'm either running down a hallway or I'm running up some stairs. I'm running, but my body is breaking down as I'm running and I'm struggling, and it hurts, and I can't move any faster. And this thing's getting closer, closer, closer. And then I wake up, and I'm pretty sure that's sleep apnea. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's death coming for me, and I have to wake up, or else this thing's gonna catch me. I'm gonna die because I need to wake up because my body's shutting down. At least you wake up. Uh, yes, so far. <laughs> so far. So what you're saying is we might not wake up. Well, what I'm saying is one no. day the monster's gonna catch me in my sleep. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully. That's why I'm going running uh, these days. Oh, God, it hurts. You can so stay much. away from the monster in your dreams. Yeah, I'm running away. I'm running <laughs> you're during the day, exercising <laughs> during the day to stay away. Nice. The monster in his dreams. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Because it's tiring when you're red thing in my sleep then i wake up exhausted i gotta go to work i'm like oh this sucks uh so yeah you, you guys gotta you should dream more because it's more fun 
It makes life more enjoyable. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with the Oblivion Coma Sleep. No, yeah. That sounds pretty It good. is nice. That uh-huh. does sound pretty it's good, just, actually. Just, I, you close your eyes, and it's blackness, and you wake up, and it's a new day. Is it eight hours of blackness, though? That sounds boring. It's just, it's instantaneous. No, it's like it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just fall asleep, and then you, then you wake up. But I like a sleep that feels like it takes its time, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I luxuriate in it, you know? I don't yeah, want the sleep to just go by fast, because then I got to get up again. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I want to go back to bed. I just got up. I just went to bed. Now I'm up again? Come yeah. on. What is, what is this? Is this a routine? Wrong <laughs> hmm. with straws is you drink faster with a straw, so it's a... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's tasty stuff. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about some movies here, and yes. then in the second half we have movie news stuff. Also, Jen, in the second half, ask you what you're doing with like getting on film slam and things like that. So we'll get some updates from you. Sure. But first, we got a movie review, brand new movie, guys. A lot of new movies came out this weekend. There was the Shaft movie, which is like the second or th- second remake. That's not even a remake. I don't know what you would call it because um, that, I mean, that has all the Shaft from the original end. This one. so I, like I a reboot, a I guess. Reboot sequel, sequel, sequel to the 2001, I think. But also acknowledging original Shaft as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting, right? It was funny. I think the the sequel would be the tip. Shaft. <laughs> you damn right, Drew, right. Drew gave you a little rim shot there. <laughs> I was gonna let you burn, but Drew gave you the rim shot. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so yeah, it is, and I actually like the marketing. I, when I, I saw the trailers yeah. a few times, I was like, this actually looks like fun and decent. And uh, it's only thirty five percent of the rotten. It's only thirty. That's what I was gonna yeah. get. To. Oh, that it's, sucks. It's brutally low. <laughs> uh, also coming out this weekend was Men in Black International, uh, directed by F. Gary Gray, Chris Hemsworth, and Tessa Thompson. I was like, this looks like fun. I really, I'm enjoying the marketing. I think this is mm. gonna be really oh, good. Even worse. And then As we look up the Rotten Tomatoes. Twenty four percent. Oh god. Even worse. As far as like the type of fun, like the feeling of it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, when I look at Shaft, I think of um, like uh, the 21 Jump Street movies. You know what I mean? Like where it's like. Love those movies. It's kind of. I mean, it's still action and the action's really good and everything. Yes. But it's a fun ride kind of deal. It it, it hits both the action and the comedy. Yeah. It's that Lord Miller, man. That's Lord Miller. I think the 21 Jump Street movies are its own special thing. Yeah. Uh, because of them, it's just they, like they, they are their own special. Little they have their magic. They do their magic. Like you, these you, things. you just throw awful ideas at them, and they make it work. And, and they make it work, and it's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, and it kind of reminded me. There were parts of Twenty One Jump Street that actually reminded me of um, Scream. Yes, it, the uh, just the, because of, like the, the, you're commenting on the genre. Yes, like when they shot at those uh, helium tanks to blow them up and they didn't blow up. Yeah. And they're like, "What?" One hundred percent, exactly. I <laughs> loved that. Which is uh, last action hero. Yes, did yeah. That in the early '90s. Oh yeah, they maybe a little ahead of its time that movie because it was making mm-hmm. jokes on a genre that was still hot. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And now you look like, oh, they're actually also well, a great pinball machine. Yeah, and the thing this was, guy it, with the it pinballs. Was, it wasn't, yes, to bring it up. It wasn't done wizard. with like some other star. It was done with a current action star working. Like he was spoofing himself. Chris. True. Yes, hundred so percent. He was, it was in I'm his not, heyday. I'm not sure if people were like ready right for at the that. same time as right after T2, which is saying, which like, is yes. brilliant, it's crazy. Yes. And then they and then they did the joke where uh, Sylvester Stallone is uh, Terminator. Yeah. I think that's something that when it's you one of his finest movies. When you do something like that, you elongate your career. You know, be, because so be willing to spoof yourself so early, yeah, so hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially if you do a good job at it. Because you're just being self-aware about and, it. And right? yeah, and right. he was he did in Last Action Hero, like he did a great job with doing like what were supposed to be serious lines to the character. Yes, you know. Yes, but and I mean, like that's kind of. But, uh, but that's you know, 
That's hard for that's gonna be hard for an action star to be like I'm gonna say such a purposefully bad line in such a serious way as if like yes I'm, yeah I'm meaning this line that still has a feeling of how he is yes because then it's admitting that oh yeah I was in a movie called Running Man it was like here's Sub Zero now Plane Zero say that like it's a real thing and you have to sell it you know now you're spoofing yourself doing that not even ten years later no. That just shows how popular you are in the zeitgeist. Exactly. Like you movie, refresh you know? yourself and people will go, oh my God, there's more to him than that. And it really does a lot for your career, I think. Ten years later, you're the governor. Ten years after that, uh, you're getting kicked out of the Kennedy family for <laughs> fucking the housemaid. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, how fortunes <laughs> turn. Ten years later, you're the Terminator again. again. Yeah. <laughs> for the second time in like three years. Like, oh, Arnie. Oh, Arnie. Hey, there's Natter Days in there, buddy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Drink up. I mean, I was going for water. He grabbed the water. Yeah. Steve grabbed the water. I tried to tempt him with the beer. Um, so that, oh, I'm taking it. So we talk about how looking forward to both Shaft and Men in Black, but the Rotten Tomato scores are so low. They're so low, but don't Damn trust. It. With Shaft, don't trust that. Well, here's it's so funny. Here's the thing, though. Comedy is subjective, right? Yes. So, oh, yes. yes. Like a movie could get a very low score. I think Grandma's Boy has like a probably super low, super low Rotten Tomato score. That seems like one that would, whether it's good yeah. or not. Yeah, right. exactly. But it, it's one of my favorites. I saw it, but I also saw it like on my birthday, and it's a movie about a dude uh, living, living with, with his grandma. grandmother, and I was literally, I think... You I were living was, with grandma at the time. I, I may have been yeah. living with my grandmother at the time. <laughs> if not, it was like a year after moving out of her house. Because uh, I lived there like during my college days, it was right around college. Yeah. Also, it was like yeah. just a perfect timing for me to love that movie. But Ron Tomatoes probably like an eighteen percent, you know, because it's yeah. a fucking yeah. stupid dumb movie. But I love it; it's got a place in my heart. Well, and, and unfortunately, those are, it's that type of movie. It's the same thing for like you could make a really great horror movie. Yes, it's probably going to get a low score. Uh, well, no, critics are coming around on horror films. They, they are a bit now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But I mean, for the years, most part, though, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, Grandma's Boy, 16%. No. 16%? 16. I, I almost nailed it. That's yeah, but historically, if you make a horror film, it's just going to get bad reviews. You think so? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if I you're going to look. Yeah. Well, so many horror movies get made, too, right? Yes. It's, it's such an easy genre to get into because all you need is some corn syrup and some red dye. Plastic knives. And, and you're in. You got yourself a side. Squibs? What do you think this is? A $10,000 movie? We ain't got that kind of money, Squibs, this guy. <laughs> I was standing off camera with a, a balloon filled with corn syrup. And then when we yell, go, I'm going to squeeze it as hard as I can. <laughs> yeah. And splatter you off from off camera. I actually made a short film in which uh, somebody was getting shot in the head. And, in the head. Yeah. And, that's a, you know, that's and, a really hard effect to do. And, and off screen, we had, like, I had, like, a concoction of, you know, like, to make blood or whatever, mm-hmm. plus some crushed up cherries for, like, you for know. For brain matter. Right. Nice. And I put it in a huge, <laughs> I put it in a huge uh, turkey baster. Yes. And yes. just slammed on it. There you go. When he pulled away. And it, it didn't turn out too bad. Sometimes the easiest solutions work, right? Especially if you're going low budget. In Mandy, I read this little bit about how there's... Uh, in Mandy, there's a commercial in the movie for the cheddar, for mac and cheese, cheddar goblin mac and cheese. And uh, Nicholas so Cage's weird. character watches like a full commercial, a TV commercial that's like a early 80s style mm. TV commercial. Mm. So they had to have a special effect of a green goblin and it's a puppet barfing mac and cheese onto the kids as they're sitting on their chair like yay and it's just spewing mac and cheese on them and they wanted to do it for real uh, oh my god yes yeah so they couldn't they tried to do it with like a, a vacuum system but the mac and cheese was too thick like it wasn't suctioning properly and they couldn't get right. it so they had to have a, a guy just stand uh, off off camera with his arm wrapped in plastic 
and inside like a PVC piping, just shoving, fisting mac and cheese <laughs> into the goblin from behind, so it would come out of its mouth and blah, projectile onto the kids, and it works. So if you watch the, That's the movie, awesome, it just it's vomiting mac and cheese. I accidentally found my great projectile um, uh, system when I was like, <laughs> when I was like, accidental projectile system yeah, is definitely yeah. the name of the episode. When, <laughs> when I was uh, when I was like eight. Like, my mom was making me and my best friend Katie macaroni and cheese. Okay. And it was, like, one of those things I, I was starving. You okay, know? sure. And it was one of those shapes ones, like, not just, like, the elbow macaroni, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Little stars. So, like, I... Dinosaurs. Oh, I think it was, like, I think it was, like, Ninja Turtles or something. <laughs> okay. But, like, but anyway, so, like, I ate it, like, way too fast because I was so hungry. Sure, you know? yes. And, uh, and Katie turned to me and she's like, wow, you ate that really fat. And then right then I, like let out this huge belge mm-hmm. and I felt oh. it the whole way through by the way oh, I no. felt no just one single macaroni came straight up shot out of my mouth and stuck to her forehead <laughs> wow like comical oh yeah dude I couldn't have planned it but it was amazing straight up sitcom hit you in the face mm-hmm. police squad here's my macaroni yeah it was literally like as soon as it happened I was like look in a couple of minutes I want to apologize but this is too funny to... I have to laugh let me, yeah. get, let me get my phone we're gonna put the apologizing on the back burner that is hysterical <laughs> that's I think really that's good. its own subgenre. Uh, mac uh, upchuck yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it could be it is People get down some weird stuff. Yeah, like, they so, do. Yeah. Part of the overall horror genre, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's, all, exactly. it's all about the creaminess of it. Um, so since those movies... So that's the thing, though. Even though with comedy, there's that thing where a movie could be poorly reviewed and you still might like it. Or even with horror movies, it may be poorly reviewed and you still might like it. Uh, when it comes to Rotten Tomato, Drew, what have we found with Rotten Tomatoes over the years? More than likely we agree with them. Like nine, like, out of, nine times out of yeah, ten? Yeah, eight and a half times out of ten. Maybe, right? You get a little bit of leeway. Eight out of ten times. Right. We will, doing this show now for six years, mm-hmm. we'll talk about a movie for like 20 minutes. And then I'll just look down and, and, I'll, and I'll read the critics' consensus. So it'll be two exactly what we just said. And they sum up <laughs> what we babbled about for 20 minutes. They sum up in two sentences. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, what we, that's what we've been saying. That's what we've been saying. Yeah. So we know now we can kind of trust these scores for, to a very large degree. We know how to read these scores, when, at least when it comes to doing the show. So we're like, we're, our best bet is then take the movie that's new with the best score that we want to see and then go see that and hope for the best. That movie ended up being Jim Jarmusch's The, the Dead, Dead Don't, Don't Die, Die, which has a score of... 53%. Hey, hey, we're in the 50s. All right. Like, in the middle, yeah, maybe. That means half the people liked it, half the people didn't. You know what that sounds like to me? A Jim Jarmusch movie. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> They're always yeah. fucking weird. It's a Jim Jarmusch film. Uh, for people who don't know who Jim Jarmusch is, what are his most popular movies? Uh, Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog. Wait a second. Um, Broken Flowers. Broken Flowers is his most uh, successful um, one with Bill Murray. Uh, 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 only Lovers <laughs> Left Alive. Only Lovers Left Alive with Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston a couple years ago. The Vampire That is a movie. great name. It's, isn't it a fantastic It's a great name? movie. It's one of my favorites of his. It's really, yeah. And, I really enjoyed that one. But all of his movies are very low budget, mm. and even if they have like really popular actors, Patterson is a very popular one with Adam oh, yeah. Driver, where yeah. he's a, a, a bus driver in New Jersey. I heard about that. It's a, it was very well received when it came out a couple years ago. It's just a very low key like character study, oh, okay. like a very likable character study. Something you don't really get in movies, you know, a movie where like nothing really happens. Just oh, this is a nice guy. 
<laughs> Here's a nice guy going about his day. No, this is this is okay. This is pleasant. It's a pleasant ninety minutes. You know, yeah. it's not bad. So Jim Jarmusch makes movies that are like uh, he approaches genres in weird ways. You know, Ghost Dog is this weird samurai hitman movie, but it features Forrest Whitaker driving around listening to the jazz, just like looking at the streets. Of course it does. <laughs> right? You know, uh, he made a hitman movie called The Limits of Control, but it's this dude just like getting secret messages, drinking espresso, and then walking the back streets of some town for days. Sounds like the professional. <laughs> it's a professional, but with like but no plot. <laughs> yeah, but with no the, plot. It's the artiest professional you've ever seen. It's like the American, but like, oh, let's take away all this stuff about story. <laughs> who, who needs he, that? He does that from time to time. Yeah, who needs that stuff? It's Some like the of those, anti- though, like, yeah, it's weird. if you can make a good one of those, it's, it's amazing. Yes, they can be amazing. And they have moments sometimes. Uh, his Western movie is Dead Man, the black and white Johnny Depp movie where he gets oh. shot in the stomach and then he gets dragged by yeah. some uh, indigenous dude for miles. Yeah. And then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> he sits at a campfire, gets a wisdom, and then he dies. Uh, yeah. For an hour and a half in black and white. That's a Jim Jarmusch movie, right? Okay. So he, he's not too interested in big commercial movies, satisfying audiences. He just wants to make his movie, right? So the funny thing is now that The Dead Don't Die has to be his biggest release. Yeah. It's, it's like it got a wide, a wide release. How many, can you look up on Box Office Mojo how many theaters it's in? Because that's in the, in the standard weekend chart. Let me know how much money it made, too. It made $2.3 million in 613 theaters. 600 theaters. for It's not a wide release. Technically, a wide release is 1,000 theaters, but 600 for him. It's a wide release. Big, that's yeah. a big release. Nice. Uh, Two million dollars. That's a very big opening weekend for him, and it's not a crowd pleasing movie at all. No, it, he made it's a zombie movie, kind of, but it's the anti zombie movie for sure in some ways. Uh, but what for? What's the, the the tagline? Is the greatest zombie cast ever disassembled? Is the yeah. tagline? I mean, I'll, that I'll, is awesome. I'll, yeah, I'll give him that. He does have the cast is the cast. Almost everybody in the movie, like you've been like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. It's like even the tiny roles. You're, yeah. you're still, it's like, oh, it's that guy. Your leads are Bill Murray, Adam Driver, and Chloe Savini as the three cops in this small Twin Peaks style town. And when I say Twin Centerville. Peaks, Centerville. It's just 800, population 800 people. They have one diner. Yep. They don't even have a school. They have a juvie center. They have. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a nothing town that they police. Uh, Tom Waits is Hermit Hank or Hermit Bob or whatever, yep. living out in the woods. It's observing just the whole walking thing, walking around, commenting on the whole. I sincerely adventure. hope it's it's Hank. That just sounds better. Hermit Hank. Hermit yeah, Hank. I think it has a nice ring to it. It does. Um, Alliteration's always good. Farmer Joe is a Farmer Joe with Steve uh, Buscemi. Make America white again. Keep America white again. <laughs> is what his hat says. Uh, and he's sitting next to uh, Danny Glover in the diner yeah. as he has that hat on. It's hilarious. Uh, wow. Yeah, crazy good cast, and it keeps going. More, so many people oh, yeah. are in this thing, and uh, and it also Iggy Pop's the, one of the first zombies you see. One of the very wow. first zombies. He's right on the poster. Iggy Pop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Iggy Pop zombie. And he's like, oh. Uh, fucking talking about legend Carol Kane is a zombie just for like uh, yeah. 30 seconds they they literally like kicked her alive and dragged her out the set and like here we go we found the actual Carol Kane zombie and it's her Tilda Swinton of course <laughs> Tilda Swinton is fantastic in this she's amazing so this movie it's like it has parts that I, I thought Drew I don't know what you thought but I thought it had there were parts that were good yes like really good even a moment or two there's a moment with the RZA where, yes. the, where the RZA drops some knowledge on Frodo. Oh, <laughs> and, and the movie, it, 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 he just gives a little bit of wisdom. The movie gets quiet. 
And then you're just like, oh, in the theater, I'm like, oh, wow. yeah. I think what, I was not expecting like something deep for a moment. Dude, there. he's driving for UPS. UPS. <laughs> so this movie has some very on the nose weird jokes. He's a UPS driver, but the Wu Tang W's on it, so yeah. it's Wu P S. It's Wu P S. That is awesome. Yes, it's awesome and silly and dumb and and then a lot of things are silly and dumb in this movie. And I don't want to say what they specifically are, but there are like jokes about fourth wall breaking jokes in this movie. Yes, you know that you're surprised when they bring them up or what. It's like, and oh, when they don't. Yes, it's like oh, this hmm. is really it's weird what they what they decided to do. Overall, would I recommend the movie? I don't know, Drew. What do you think? I mean, I mean it, it's all about what you're into. I mean, if you're into slow-paced, kind of quirky art films, yeah. then by all means, go watch this. You would enjoy it, I think. If you're looking for, you know, something with a little more substance and storytelling and, you know... Something more mainstream, you mean? Yeah. More accessible. Yes. It's, you're not going to get that. Not here. No. No. He's not that interested in that, you know? He's interested in telling his fun... George Romero homage, like Whatever. outright outspoken to the point where, to, yeah, yeah, to the <laughs> to the point where uh, Night of the Living Dead, the OG one, the mm-hmm. car that they're driving in the beginning, that Barbara is driving, yeah, yeah, uh, what is it, Drew, sixty eight something rather? They say it in the movie. Yeah. They found that car. They painted it the same color green that the car was. They researched what because it's a black and white. Movie. I was gonna say because it's a black and white movie. You yeah. have to look it up. It's a black and white movie where they looked up. They found the color green. They repainted, it. and then the Jim Jarmusch took black and white photos of the car. He's like, yeah, that's it. That's the fucking thing. And uh, and you can tell by the shade of gray. Like if you, yes, exactly. That's why. What, like when he took the pictures, you can tell. Yeah. Like this works out great. And. Uh, they at one point some kids are driving Selena Gomez is yeah. one of the kids some hipsters coming in from the city are passing through and they're driving it and uh, someone's like that car is very is Adam Driver it's like it's very Romero you know the car <laughs> straight have, up straight up yeah. is what he says so they're very uh, he's being very on the nose about the type of zombie movies he's uh, beat influenced by and also he's a big Samuel Fuller fan uh, war movie director and there's a gravestone that says Samuel Fuller on mm-hmm. it like he, yeah, he loves Samuel Fuller so much uh, I don't know it's like if you like Jim Jarmusch movies I say watch it but expect a Jim Jarmusch movie you know yeah. it's, it's gonna take it's time at times it's a long 90 minutes there will be moments where you're bored <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's 100 minutes still but still yeah, you could have <laughs> cut out could have cut about 10 you could have cut it to 90. If it was a tight 90, then maybe it would have been the jam, but I don't know. What do you think, Drew? What do you think? Recommend it? People see it in theaters? Yeah, Wait till it's at home? I'll, just stream it? I don't think you have to see just, it in theaters. Just skip it? There, there's nothing about this movie that's like, there's nothing you that need to see it in yeah. theaters. It's not a big screen type movie. No. Mm-mm. I mean, if you want to kill 90 minutes and you're into Jim Jarmusch, by all means. And it's Bill Murray. I mean, he's doing his thing. He's uh, he's not exactly energetic, but... Uh, Tilda Swinton's doing her thing. Tilda Swinton's doing her thing. And fucking she's, super weird. She's energetic. <laughs> she's <laughs> great. Strange. She is great. She's playing on her old, like, oh, I'm a weird person. People think I'm strange. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's go let's for it. Let's go. Let's do it then. All right. Oh, I saw this then. Uh, so that's a dead don't die. We saw it. It's all right. What's the consensus? What are the Ron tomatoes? Uh, the dead don't die dabbles with tones and themes of varying degrees of success, but sharp wit and strong cast make this a zomcom with enough brains to consume. That's what we've been, what we've been saying for the last ten minutes. Yeah, that's what we've been saying. For now, on, we're already gonna, said. for now on, we're not going to see movies anymore. We're just going to read the Rotten Tomato consensus <laughs> and say well, this you is know, how the movie is. You know who seems really good at getting to the point? And I've never actually read a single review of theirs, but you know, you see them all the time. It's uh, Peter Travers. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. all, whenever they quote him, it's not just, you know, like, 
I loved it, or mm. something like that. It was like it's always like a single sentence. They pull something specific, and he just always you just read that sentence and you have a pretty good idea Peter, of Peter he does Travers, it so well. Peter Travers has been uh, reliable for critical poll quotes. They call those poll quotes. Yeah, yes. yeah. he's been uh, known for those for a number of years now. Uh, another guy, Pete Hammond. Uh, became notorious for poll quotes because uh, a thing happens where studios want critics to be able to say a must-see. See this in theaters, those kind of really generic lines. Yeah. So they actually will pay critics monies to be like, can we say that you say this? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And uh, I don't know if this guy still does that anymore, but for a while someone was putting online at the end of every year uh, like a critic watchdog type thing where he gave out uh, awards for the biggest essentially critic whores and like you are the people who do the most pull quotes for objectively bad films mm. and uh he's like here here's your top 10 here's the evidence here are your quotes for these movies here are their tomato scores what people really think about them and it's like yeah and it's always the same things over and over uh this person always says this movie must see it in theater this year the best movie of the year must see it in theater like they say the same things over and over all these bad yeah. movies. so that is a thing and some people have been busted for it and this guy Pete Hammond was like the most known uh uh critic pull quote uh horror type guy Peter Travers I think is just he writes for like time yeah I think or Newsweek or but someone see, that, no, oh no it's a uh, Rolling Stone Rolling Stone, Stone thank you so he's yeah. for like a mainstream publication already that's not getting rid of their one of the few that's not getting rid of their movie critic anytime soon yeah so well, and that's what I liked about it was that for a good pull quote yeah anytime like all his pull quotes though like none of them are ever and that's what always gets my attention is like must see movie of the year like it literally is something that like makes you give me something specific like, understand what, what kind of for. movie yeah like once you read that one sentence yeah. It kind of lets you know, to a degree, maybe even a small one, but it doesn't matter, you know, like, whether or not you want to see yes. it, you know. The uh, the Amazon, um, Amazon, I'm thinking Amazon Prime, the Amazing Grace trailer has some uh, very specific poll quotes that are good, that are like, uh, about the experience of seeing the movie as opposed to the movie itself. Like, the quotes are all about, this is what this is what's going to happen to you and your feelings as you're watching this, and it's like, ooh, compelling, that's... Sounds so powerful. I, I want to feel those feelings. I want, I want those feelings. I haven't felt feelings in a while. I want to feel feelings. Uh, I have to admit yeah. something. Yes. Anytime I go to a press screening and yes. they ask you for a quote mm-hmm. after the screening, I try to come up with something punchy and pullable. Because so, that's what they want. I well, know, but I, I want to be on a movie poster give someday. Give them, yes. something that's not mine. Give, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's even harder to do. Yeah, I know. To get your name on a poster for something you had nothing to do with. Yeah. Um, unless they come to you and like, please, here's money to say. At that point, you got to be like, well, what, which Adam Sandler movie is this that I'm saying is so good? Uh, it's one thing to be like, yeah, you can play the game and like, give, them the, yeah. give them the quote there. And if you like the movie too, if you like it. Yeah, yeah, I would consider sure. it almost yeah, part of your job, really, because yeah. you're a writer. So, like, if you assuming you like the movie, like, it would be dishonest if you didn't like the movie, yes, but your quote yes. said you did. That's a distinction, but, correct? But otherwise, though, to you know, purposely punch something up, you're a writer. That's that's what you're supposed to that's do. What you got to do. You got to yeah. give them punchy, good punchy prose. That's like what yeah. uh, they say about Clark Kent in the Superman movie. Not only does he have a, uh, not only is his pose punchy. You remember that quote? Oh uh, no, there's a really funny quote about uh, how. Clark Kent's actually a really good writer. Yeah, he's actually really quick, punchy prose is what he has. Uh, all right, that don't die. Review is over. Let's talk about what we're watching. Drew Cogburn. I know we both seen some of this. I've seen the first three episodes. I saw the first one. You saw the first episode. This is on Amazon Prime. It's a show called Too Old to Die Young, mm-hmm. uh, starring Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. And anyone else of note? 
Not that I can think of. Not, no. not in the first episode. Not in the first. Well, in the third one, John Hawks shows up. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Too Old to Die Young is a show about a dirty cop uh, working, obviously, for the L.A. County Sheriff's Department as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he is as, not a good person. Uh, he's not a good person. No. Like, you find that out pretty early in the first episode, that this guy's kind of a piece he's, of shit. These guys are shitty bad <laughs> cops. They're like bad lieutenant, bad cop type dudes. And... Uh, uh, shit goes down from like an old an old job comes back to bite him in the butt right away. So there's fallout from that. And but man, let me tell you. So I've watched each episode is anywhere from an hour to, to an hour ninety and a half, minutes, yeah, if not longer. Some are even an hour and forty. So each movie is almost essentially its own. Each each episode is essentially its own movie, right? Jeez, yes. And but uh, not really. <laughs> like Jesus, I mean, is correct. You, Jesus you, is correct. You couldn't call it its own movie because <laughs> I mean nothing. Very little happens in each episode, Chris. <laughs> you say very little happens, but it's also like uh, Game of Thrones, or quote, very little happens until everything happens. No, no, You're like, oh, sure. shit, yeah. right? Um, so this show takes its time. Yeah, it does. what's going on. It does take its time. It, for sure. It's like, And it lets you know right away, too. When, when a show starts, it's mm-hmm. like, it starts with on a mural, and then the camera slowly pans off the mural to reveal it's on the side of a building, very slowly revealing a car. Oh, it's a cop car. Oh, slowly here, revealing somebody's so, watching that cop car. Yes, it takes a long time, and, and people are like just the standing there staring yeah. into the distance. And, and, and that's the first ten minutes. And the music's like, wow, 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 And it's nighttime, so there's lights everywhere, and everything's neon. Everything's very sexy and dirty and dangerous. Sexy, dirty, and dangerous. So it's Nicholas Winding. Reffin, and who, that's why who makes movies like Bronson and Drive and Only God Forgives, uh, very uh, Neon Demon, very fetishy movies. You know, he's very much into his aesthetics. Yes, everything is very, very pretty. He's got his neons everywhere. He's got his bad men, his dangerous women, uh, the silent guy, the lead silent guy <laughs> who says like nothing. The entire fucking time. Yeah, in Drive, it was Ryan Gosling. You know, like, even though he was a criminal, he was a good guy, you know, but he's silent. In this one, it's Miles Teller, and he's a he's bad a guy, even though scumbag. he's a cop. Yeah, he's a bad he's guy. He's a fucking scumbag. And uh, so they're, they're flipping it on you. And it's, man, I'm three episodes in, and it is, I find it, it's like right up my alley, personally. Yeah. My estates, my estates. Wow. I, I love it. So, wow. I'm, I'm watching this show sitting on the floor for my TV, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are open like this is amazing I love this it's so good I want to live in this uh, but it is of a certain pace yes and you have to be prepared for that it is almost designed I think to be not bingeable <laughs> no seriously it's like he's daring you to try to binge this well no because here's the thing I, I, I set aside the time I was like you know what? I'm going to start watching this I'll, I'll watch as many episodes mm-hmm. as I can before mm-hmm. I go to bed mm-hmm. after the first episode I was like all right, I need something else. I'm going to bed. I was just like, I need something else. I need to, I need to cleanse the palate a little bit. It's a good thing you did because the second episode is even slower. Yeah, man, it's slow, but it's good. And when it ends, like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I love it. I think it, I can't wait to watch uh, episode four today. It's ten episodes, right? I think. Yeah. And uh, it's the talk of the weekend, you know, because it's so crazy. Uh, Billy D. Gave us his death at the movies, played it at the top of the episode. He watches, well, he said the same thing where it's like, he actually described it as brutal. I mean, it can be. Yeah, the, at the, times. The, the pacing of it, he called brutal. Because, I mean, you, most of the time when you watch, you know, a character go from like one spot to another, do something at that spot, and then go back. Yeah. Like, it's 
there are a couple of cuts like while they're walking there sure. and then a couple of cuts while like the door opens all of a sudden they're inside right. they do what has to be done right. and then they're back mm-hmm. with this you watch the entire he fucking he he does not walk at even a fast pace no, either he, he just people, people walk meand- slow. he meanders over to the car yeah. gets in they do what they have to do he meanders back sits a, there for a second takes a couple breaths and then on to the next scene and the, <laughs> and the camera's on the whole time yeah, you don't miss a goddamn beat the camera moves slow no. that's another thing so the camera moves often but it also moves slow which kind of emphasizes the, the atmosphere of it especially when it does sometimes this thing now especially in the second episode these long side pans of a scene like a long bar maybe it's a long pan you see all these characters we're all like pretty much still it's like like uh, statues it's like a renaissance painting or a, like a a uh, very calm, Aronimus Bosch type thing. And uh, then it pans, it gets all the way to the end. Then when it gets to the end, the character is sitting there. He'll wait a couple minutes. <laughs> then he'll stand up and then walk back down the bar. And the camera follows him back down <laughs> the bar. And then you'll see people like barely move <laughs> in a different pose. Uh, and then it follows him back. And it's like, oh man. But then the whole time I go, like, oh, shit. And then when that scene ends, you're like, fuck. <laughs> that was brutal. Now I'm, I'm not talking about pacing. I'm talking about what happens. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying. It. I think it's good. I also love the title. You're too old to die young. Yeah. And I like how the, when the title card pops up in each episode, it's a very this is a very it's very stylized. I'm very yeah. I'm enjoying it very much. So uh, all right, that's what I'm watching. And you saw episode one. You watch anything else, Drew? Uh, I'm or, trying to think. No, that was pretty, that's, that's pretty much yeah. it. Steve, you watch anything? Already? Um, uh, n- no. not really. But but uh, I do have something to say about what I'm going to watch. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert! All right, uh, you know you know that Spider-Man uh, movie, the one with this cartoon. What is it? Was it called? Into, Into the, the Spider Verse comes out on Netflix uh, June 26th. Does it? Fuck yeah, yeah. Well, damn. I bought it uh, last month, and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Oh, watch no, it, man. It's so good. Yeah, it's, so yeah, good. That's, it's fantastic. It's so, so amazing. well done. How, did you just buy like a streaming type thing or whatever? Yeah, I bought, I bought it off iTunes just because I was like, yeah. whenever uh, like I hear multiple people talk about you know a certain movie, and they're that positive about yeah. it, I don't rent. Well, I mean, you just just straight up go out and buy it. Yeah, and just, well, just like when we were talking, you know, I like with John Wick and stuff. I like was that. gonna say John Wick. After an episode of the show, I went home and was like, "Fuck it, I just bought it." True. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Verse. That's a good buy. I mean, yeah, it is. It's by far the best Spider Man movie they've made. It's so. It's the best one. I would agree with that. It's, and it references all the other ones. It all does. of them. <laughs> all of them. It's so good. It references all of them. All the lore. Uh, your expectation as an audience when you've already seen oh man it's it's such a fun movie yeah you would love it uh, definitely you gotta watch it so you can give us your review of it. yeah definitely um, anything actually watching though then TV or no you're too busy with life they're keeping you away from the uh, the visual mediums not reading nothing podcasting what are you listening to podcast wise what food you eating <laughs> you, you eat any of that Chuan Lu I had week? I had broccoli you had some of the broccoli. I had some broccoli. What kind of broccoli? Was it garlic broccoli, spicy broccoli? One, one of them was like one of the broccoli was like in a casserole, like so it was mushy. And like uh, a Chinese casserole? Uh, no, it was like a what was it? So it was your mom's casserole. <laughs> it was my mom's I'm casserole. I'm talking about the Chuan Lu episode of Off Cuts, man, where they had all that awesome looking Chinese food. Oh yeah, I mean, I had a piece of the chicken, but yeah, I mean, a, a piece of the chicken, this guy, a piece of chicken. Drew. I had eaten right before they Dude. had gotten there, but the chicken was outstanding. I loved it. Was it really? Yeah. You didn't try the be- the black bean curd stick, the spicy black bean curd stick. Just the fact that you said curd, uh, no, <laughs> no, but that's what it is, though, right? Yeah, curd, I mean, I don't curd. know, but it's just oh god, rename your food, people. Yo, we made 
through Blue Apron, uh, who does not sponsor us, we made uh, these Korean burger sliders. Oh, those are good. Yeah, with uh, black bean paste, like miso paste type of thing. Oh, man. And a quick pickle uh, cucumber on a pork pork slice and a bow bun, you know, with a little bit of a lot. A what bun? A bow? <laughs> it's little, uh, it's the oriental steamed rice buns. Oh, okay. Oh, they're so fluffy and soft and delicious. You will love them, Steve. They taste like nothing. Oh, I love that. You love nothing. Yes. <laughs> get this oh, man, sounds, get this man some awesome. rice cakes. Get this man some rice cakes. It tastes like sweet nothing. Oh, man, that does sound good. Sweet nothings is, you know, what they call me in the streets. Uh, Jen, what you watching? Flavor's really overrated. So. Yeah, who needs flavor? <laughs> God, that's what salt's for. You watching yeah. anything? Listening to anything? Uh, um, I finished watching uh, Dead to Me. That's on Netflix. All right. Is that just a season of that, or how's that working? That is, I think it's a limited series. Okay. Like and, like Good Omens, where it's just, yeah. they tell their story and they're done. That's next for me. I want to watch Good, good Omens. Omens. You watch it's it. Good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, really Crespity so approved. There's a stamp. Uh, yeah. So that's me. Enjoyed it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 87. So well liked. Okay. I'm glad. Cool. How and many episodes? That, if it's short, six, eight, something like that? I'm going to say eight. Half hour, hour eps? I think they're half hour. Ooh, quick. It was quick. It was like a quick, quick watch. That's good. Yeah. But is it a comedy? Comedy is usually half, half hours. Half hour, 45 minutes. Is it I think co- some of comedy, them. comedy, drama? It's a very, very dark comedy. Ooh, all right. Very dark comedy. Nice, nice. All right, very cool. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, and, for um, sure. Recommend? Right. Yes, I recommend that. And I know it's, it's for some people, it's gotten mixed reviews. I like the new Twilight Zone reboot. Ooh, I haven't watched it yet. You enjoyed it? I did. How many, uh, how many episodes is that? 12? Ten. Oh, okay. So it's not that long. Yeah. Not too many. It's ten. Jordan Peele did an amazing job. Yeah? Yes. All he right. did. There's so many callbacks and Easter eggs to the movie, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the original series. Mm-hmm. If you, There are lots of guides out there that tell you per episode where all the Easter eggs are. Oh, sure. But yeah. Of course. People yeah. dig all yeah. that stuff up and the, yeah. They're like, some people seriously need a hobby or something. <laughs> that is, that is their hobby. <laughs> that, that is our hobby. I was going to say, with stuff like that, that, yeah, that's just it. You know, you know, filmmakers are reading that yeah. and going, Someone's that wasn't it. an Easter egg. That just happens to be what we did. That just happened to be it. That, yeah. Nope, nope, it was an Easter egg. <laughs> They're reading way into this. Someone's yes. got to read it into it. That's funny. No, but the, it's, it's incredibly oh, detailed. Leave, uh, uh, oh, I'm right. so sorry. No, it's fine. It's just the cables in here. It's making the noises okay. and stuff. Sorry. That's stupid oh. static. Nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Very good. Uh, yes. Did you subscribe to the CBS app for the Twilight Zone? Yes. Were you already a subscriber? I was not. You, did subscriber. you do it for the Twilight Zone app? I did. Are you going to keep it? Um. Like, have you ended up watching anything else on the app that that you'd be like, oh, this, this CBS app is actually worth it outside of the Twilight Zone? There are a couple of things mm-hmm. uh, that are coming that I may keep it that for. Are, that are coming. That are coming. But they're not here yet. Not here yet. So what are you going to just watch the reruns the of uh, Hawaii Five-0? What are you going to do with the CBS app? I could. Well, if it, sometimes I have a wonky type of uh, reception mm-hmm. in my house, so I love... The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I like James Corden it. as well. Okay. So. Yes. Even better, I think. Yeah. I love James Corden. All right, there yeah, you go. He's pretty cool. That makes so, sense. That, um, actually, Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. the show, CBS sent me a little party kit. 
get out of here, didn't yeah. they? They sent me a Postmates gift card. They sent me a CBS All Access gift card. Nice. Um, I should have brought you a, a Twilight Zone pin. Yes, he should have brought like me a pin. pin. I totally should have. Nah, next Napkins time. and paper plates. And I need all, to, still need so to cool. do that. It's so cool. They give you a bunch of shit. Yeah. Uh, By the way, one of the best pinball machines of all time, Twilight Zone. Oh, really? That. Yep. Is it, uh, what was it made? The 80s? Is it an 80s machine? I believe so. It may have been. No, 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 90s. 90s machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Was, uh, do they have it at the pinball lounge? They do have it at the pinball lounge. All right, here we go. Road trip, guys. We're going all the <laughs> way to Oviedo to play the Twilight Zone machine. No, we got to go on Friday nights. That's when they do the... Uh, yes, 8 to midnight, 10 bucks, all you can play. They got to do that open play. Um, they should be paying me. You know, They should pay you. <laughs> they should. You should, they should definitely sponsor you for sure. Yeah. Uh, Do you go to Free Play Florida? Um, I, I miss it every damn year because <sighs> um, so I'm fun. always doing something, you know, and all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, oh, it's usually it's November, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's next week. And I'm like, ah, like, you know, like it's always I'm going to yeah. be doing this. Can't get out of it all day long. And, oh, it makes me so mad. One, yeah. of the, one of the few times I'd be, I would be using Purell. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's using the machines. Oh, that's how you build up your immune system, man. Why not? No, between those visits, you know, on a cruise ship, Purell, uh, open night, open uh, game night at the pinball lounge, you Purell it up outside of that. Not using that. You don't Purell stuff, you lick stuff. No, this no. guy. No, I'm not getting <laughs> This licking. You're, you're gross. <laughs> you got problems. You got issues. Nope. Um, you going to watch up a card show? You're going to keep it for the card That's show? why he needs a chaperone. Yeah. That is why he needs a chaperone. That's why he has to be driven around. I, he's, licking, he's licking the steering wheel. He's just licking driving. stuff. I go to lick railings and she just... <laughs> <laughs> I would. I want to watch up a card show, not even because I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a, a, a Patrick Stewart fan. I love Patrick Stewart. He's so good. Sir Pat Stew. Yes. I love, him. I love the peace Stew. Drew loves the peace Stew. Yeah. Steve it, likes peace Stew. Even if you... What? <laughs> Even if you hate Star Trek, I'm I'm on that end. You still love Patrick Stewart, correct? I right. mean, he's just amazing. I prefer a Star of all the stars. I, I go Wars Gate just for the movie Trek because mm-hmm. there's so many. Yeah. Uh, any other stars after that? No, I think that's it. Right? Star Wars, Star Trek, Stargate. Yeah, right, stars. That's it. I like Stargate and I like Star Wars. I think Stargate might be my favorite of all those. Of the movies? Uh, no, I just... Uh, of like, just a franchise. Kind of the, the, the lore. The the, 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 I, lo- I love oh, the, the world. I love the idea of Stargate, but the shows and the movies are straight garbage. I, I like, love Stargate SG-1. I, I didn't really watch the shows. I like the first half of the Stargate movie. When they finally get the Stargate open and they go through. Yeah. And then when they're first going through and it's like, oh, it's great. But, Some, then, but then as it goes on, it gets worse. Yeah. Worse. Well, yeah, when you go from like the movie to the TV series, it's funny because Daniel was one of the main characters in um, you know, in the movie, mm. and of course they used a different actor for, he was good, mm. but then they used a different actor to play Daniel in the TV series. Mm-hmm. Way better. Oh yeah, than the original Daniel. Yeah. Well, I mean that happens. So you can you can change out in a movie. You can't change out the actor in the middle of a movie. No. Uh, yeah. But it was James Spader and uh, Kurt Russell. I mean, come on, it's oh. Kurt Russell leading people through again into another world, a desert world with mm-hmm. uh, Egyptian god aliens. Yes. I mean, in theory, it works. <laughs> no, I get the it. The ancient alien theorists love that movie. They love it because it's uh, for them. It's a documentary. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they got a snake in the belly. All right, so Dead to Me recommend Twilight Zone. You enjoyed it. I did. You may be keeping the CBS thing for future things like Picard. Yep. All right, anything else you watching or you want to put out there for people um, as we wrap up the second or the first half of the show? The second first half. That's the second, second first, first half because we were people don't know what we were. Well, I, I real quick wanted to ask, like, oh, for, for the for the Twilight Zone, Do you it. know, the new series, or whatever. Yeah. Does it keep the same 
feeling? Like, did they manage to kind of recapture how the original like felt? You know what I mean? Um, With a modern flair, right? That's what I was expecting. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't do that, then you'd just be copying. But you yeah. know, that's awesome. I, I have to yeah. see that. I I personally think it did. Some people are like, "Oh, this is nothing like the original." It's like that's I don't. Think it's got to be an updated version, though. Yeah. Well, it has to. I mean, you've got like smartphones and the internet. Correct. And- yeah. Weave in color that TV, in. but then you gotta also make sure you throw all that stuff in there without just doing a Black Mirror, right? No. Because now Black Mirror has, has it's, it's like, like the new Twilight Zone. It's a new Twilight right. Zone, but it's so technology specific. So if you get a right. little too techy with your Twilight Zones, and you're just doing Black Mirrors, which is now a weird conundrum mm-hmm. of you know well, we got here first that type of thing. Now you're working our side of the street. It still has that kind of parable social commentary. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. did back in the day. I like that, yeah. It was very cool. That, that is what it's all about, the, the, uh, the, the political episode, type stuff. Yeah. yeah, the episode with, um, I forget the actress's name, but she's very cool. The episode with the video camera. Mm-hmm. I think it's the third episode. It was a video camera episode, okay. So good. Yeah? So strong. All right. Yes. I got to get on that. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm waiting for the Picard show to come out. And then when there's Picard and Twilight Zone, then you can just binge it in yep. like two B- weeks. Binge and all that CBS stuff, catch up on a couple of Colbert's, maybe watch a, a, a Hawaii Five O or a Magnum PI or two, and then I might get the fuck out of there. That's yeah, CBS do the stuff. no commercials. Go pay the extra three bucks and get no commercials. So, so I can go through it faster. Yep. There you go. Okay, that's a good. Yeah, all these goddamn commercials. I got commercials <laughs> on my Hulu. I got commercials on my Amazon. I'm paying for this stuff. And they're still giving me commercials, these idiots. If, uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Netflix, you know, they've raised their prices a couple of times. If they, after doing that, were to go to, you know, like, um, also, here's some ads, Yeah, I would leave. Yeah, that's the final straw. I'm out of here. I don't, yeah. you never have had commercials. YouTube, uh, about to take their premium stuff and put it out there for everyone with commercials. That I'll do, because mm-hmm. I ain't paying for no YouTube shit. No. Oh, fuck no. I'm not giving them any money. But I want to see that Cobra Kai show. Cobra Kai's pretty good. That's what I heard. It's pretty good. I heard it's pretty good, and I want to see it. So they're going to put out uh, at least the first season with commercials at the end of the year. That's smart. It's not what you expect either. That's exactly. I heard that it's uh, well. There's Ron, no karate, Ron, <laughs> <laughs> or kids. It's strange. <laughs> it's it's capoeira. It's, yeah, it's a drama about dudes finding each other in a yoga studio. And, uh, they, uh, they decide to open a food truck together. It's strange. It's a weird show. Johnny is a yogi. Yeah, Johnny Yogi. Uh, no, it's supposed to be a very good show. Ron, out in L.A., he gave us uh, a written review of the show, and he said uh, he really liked what they did with the idea of the anti-hero and all this stuff. He, mm-hmm. he heaped praises upon it, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to finally getting my chance to check it out. Uh, all right. That's it. You got it? We're good? Anything else? No. Well, all right. We're going to take a break here. Uh, we're going to be back in the second half where we got some plugs. We're going to catch up what you're doing, Jen. And then uh, I got a couple of movie news stories, and we have at least one email from mm-hmm. Cromella. So that is your preview of the second half. Now, here we go with a visit from Drew's new favorite character, the Patreon troll. Don't shake your head at me. It's the Patreon troll. Is it your favorite? It's, it's so awful. The Patreon troll, you told me off mic, this is my new favorite character. Thank yeah. you so no, much you, for creating you, the Patreon troll. You said it was your favorite character. No, you said that. I told you it was my least favorite. No, you said it was your of most. All of your It was your least, most favorite character. <laughs> my most least favorite. It's something like that. Yes. Yeah, it's a Patreon troll. And he's here to eat your bones. Under the Bridge and Pound is where I listen to episodes of 
send my Chris Bodiso at patreon.com slash Chris Bodiso. Do you want to hear the bonus episode of Cinema Chris Bodiso? Well, you can do that at patreon.com slash Chris Bodiso for anywhere from one to five dollars per month. And you can hear all of the cool new bonus episodes they do every week. They're so cool. Check out the clip from this week's show where they talk about the Hobbs and Shaw trailer and the different things they're looking forward to and what they're happy they got cut out. And also, there's no Michael Keane impression this week. Yay! It's from the Hobbs and Shaw, most recent Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Movie looks pretty wild. I'm looking forward to it. I w- it looks like all the other Fast and Furious movies, just minus Vin Diesel. And I think, I think it looks wild. All of the shit that I don't care about. It, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, like, it's like more distilled in a way. They took but, away... But, but, but they're going to do the same thing. I mean, once they introduced the whole going back to Hawaii thing and The Rock hanging out with his family, it's, it's fucking... Is Hawaii or I think it's Samoa? Wherever. Wherever he's going back to. That was obviously his idea. Like, still. Like, it's still... <laughs> it's still all about family, bro. Family. That, okay, yes. So, the first few trailers was just, like, it's just an action movie with Hobbs and Shaw. That's like, pow, yeah. pow, pow. You know, the side of the building gag, all that stuff, whatever. And then the most recent trailer... He, he's like, that's my sister. Yeah. And then he's like, we got to go take it back to family. And they go back to his ho- yeah. home, wherever. I think it's somewhere. Where are all the guns? Somewhere in Polynesia. Where are all the guns, <laughs> mom? You know? And uh, and I was like, oh, there, there's the family stuff. There it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno. There it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Even with all the family shit. But they took away the team. Yeah. I don't need these people. <clears throat> no. These are the ones I'm here for now. Sure. Everyone else, yeah. what, what do we need? Tyrese uh, talking fast? Don't, don't need Tyrese at all. Uh, Ludacris behind the computer? I could use some Ludacris behind the computer. Okay, we could use a scene or two with Ludacris. <laughs> uh, do we need Vin Diesel? No. Like, no, do we, 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 not, we do not. We, we have The Rock. We do, we do not need Vin Diesel anymore. We've already proven we don't need Jordana Brewster. Who? Ha. The sister <laughs> character, right? Like I said, who? Never no, I know, but anymore. who? She was in them so much in the beginning. Well, because, because course, she was attractive. Uh, of course, yeah, attractive, attractive lady. And then, of course, uh, Paul Walker, rest in pieces. He's dead. Uh, so we proved that we don't need him anymore. Oops. Done. Pow. Take that. Uh, Paul walks uh, with me at the Twin Peaks reference. <laughs> he died in a fire. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, you're back from listening to that Patreon debate. And if you enjoyed that, I told you no Michael Key impression this week. He did do a Jason Statham impression now. This has to stop. This nonsense has to stop. You can help stop it by paying them money. It's one to five dollars a month. Let it go. Hey, stop doing the Michael Key impressions. There's money to do it. Or you can give them money and say, keep doing the Michael Key impression. It's up to you. As the Patreon listeners, possible Patreon listeners, which can be you for anywhere from one to five dollars a month, listen to the Patreon show at patreon.com slash Crespolisto. Because you know what happens if you don't. I'm going to get hungry and I'll run out of money and then I can't go to Orlando Meats to buy my bones. So I will have to club you and murder you and eat your bones. Your delicious bones.
We are back, episode 336. We did it, 336 episodes. The milestone, the big milestone, the big 336, three, three, the big 336. John 336 says... <laughs> <laughs> It says, yeah, it says, yeah, look it up. Let's find out. Let's it, find says, out. it says 20 verses ago was a very famous part of this <laughs> book. 20 verses ago, were you listening to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 336 says, jump back 20 verses, yeah, in case you missed it. Because uh, that shit was raw. It's very possible that it ended yeah. like verse 35. Oh, we just invented a new verse. All right, whoever <laughs> believes in the sun has eternal life, but whoever rejects the sun will not see life or God's wrath. For God's wrath remains on them. Ooh, <laughs> that's that is much more crusty. So it than is. 316. Yeah. yeah, we get don't to, reject we, the sun. Don't reject the sun. You'll, we, you'll, you'll see no life. So that and means you will feel God's wrath. So that means uh, go out there, get tan, get buff, or else uh, you will not get the love of uh, right. Is that yeah. what it's saying? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, yeah. a, that's a bro's Bible. Yes. <laughs> Cinema Crespo Dice Bro. Crespo bro Dice. Crespo Dice. There we go. That's much better. Sup, bro. Oh, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Bro, I got my Bible, bro. It says we got a tan. You're a Bible bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bible bro now. I'm a Bible bro. And I look at all the verses that are about the sun. We got a tan and get buff. Anything that's about believe in the sun. Like, yeah, believe in the sun, bro. We got to hit the beach. Nah, bro. Lay nah, out, bro. Bro, we got to lay out for, and under the sun, bro. <laughs> Gotta spread the good word, the good word of the sun, bruh, and get brown, get browner. Sup, bruv? <laughs> Bro, bruv. Hey, how did bruv happen? What's that one, comrade? The UK. Comrade, bruv. Hey, bruv. Sup, bruv? Hey, bruv. Drew Chicago. What's what's your what's your internet plugs, bruv? At Antihero four one nine Facebook and Instagram. Follow Fuck yeah, bruv. Follow at Drew Chicago on Twitter. It's not me. But it's a good follow. It's like thirty something followers on uh, at Drewster Cogburn. Say so. Some good know. follows too. Like quality accounts are following that. Uh, it's not like just a bunch of schmucks either. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know you know nothing about Twitter. <laughs> but, I, I got off Twitter a long time ago. But your parody account's going pretty strong. Uh, Steve, where's your parody account online? Oh, I don't have a parody account. Oh, but I actually, Drew has one. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> but if you Google Steve Etchy, all my stuff comes up. Mm. All my social media. All social media. Media, his height, his weight, blood type, uh, as we all know, uh, AB positive. But uh, his favorite, his but favorite it, song, it, his favorite song, Drops Jupiter Train. His favorite color, mauve. It's all on there. Just Google it. It comes up. Mauve. Yeah, right? it's your favorite color, right? Well, it sounds like an old woman's name. <laughs> That's why you like it so much. It is. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you like colors like mauve and rose and yeah. Blanche. 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 <laughs> yeah, there we go. Jinx. Yes. Jinx, you owe me cocaine. Jen. Where can people find you online? I do declare. I do declare, Blanche. <laughs> uh, Jen Vargas is a Instagram. Yes, I'm at Jen Vargas on most platforms. But then there's also Enzian Film Slam. Yes. Is right. that a Jen with one N or two? One N. There you go. Two Ns makes no sense. No, it doesn't. No. It makes as much sense as four. Well, it's shortening the Jennifer, but you want to keep the second N because you're yeah. recognizing that I'm a Jennifer, but for brevity's sake, I'm a Jen. I always thought that uh, Jen with two Ns was for people that read really fast because they needed another N to kind of slow down. <laughs> as, a, as a speed block? As a yeah. Wait block a second, for... what was that? Yeah, Whoa. exactly. <laughs> slow yeah. down. <laughs> Smell the roses. <laughs> <laughs> It's an interesting uh, approach to reading. I'm a single in purist. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Um, film Sam going well? 
Yes, Film Slam is is a little different this year. Yeah, what are you doing? We um we have four less showings this year. Okay. Uh, we also um Inzion took away the curation component for Film Slam, okay. which which uh, not a lot of people are a fan of. So typically, with Film Slam, our top audience vote film would go on to play Bruhaha. Yes. In the fall, mm-hmm. and then from there, a curated uh, jury selection would pick about an hour or so worth of programming to go in next year's Florida Film Festival. Mm-hmm. They took that curation component out of both Brouhaha and us, oh. which is a bummer. But we still have people showing up uh, this month's uh, Pride Slam. We had a LGBTQ slam. Oh, and awesome. The month previous, we had Fem Slam, which was all-female lineup. Very cool. So, very popular. Very awesome. When can we get a straight white male slam? When that's going to go down? we got to <laughs> celebrate the straight white males, Jen. Come on. You mean... You can't forget them. You mean every other slam oh, of yeah, the year. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, about that. Dude, have you seen Sis? Sis <laughs> <laughs> Slam? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sis Slam, bro. It's part of my Crest Bro Deso Bro Now Hoedown. Uh, nah, at Sis Fest, we're gonna worship the sun, and we're gonna watch. <laughs> we're gonna get buff. We're gonna watch Sam Fuller war movies. We're gonna get buff. It's gonna Rawr. be great. Yeah, we're gonna jack each other off. No homo, no homo, bro. No homo, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about how handsome and, are, and no we'll, homo. And we'll have entourage. So scared of we'll have entourage, bro. including the movie On Loop, twenty four seven. Yes, now you get it. <laughs> I know what's going on here. Now you get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brotacular now <laughs> part two <laughs> I can't wait uh, no film stand is, that's so much better than any of that actually <laughs> yeah way cooler Thank um, you. So, yeah, people, follow Film Slam. Yes. Especially local yokels. Check it out. Go to the Enzy and support it. It's very cool. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there and support or plug? You want people to chat? Or just Jen Vargas in general on the interwebs to see all the cool things you're doing? Um, yeah. Um, as far as Film Slam goes, I encourage people to let Enzion know if they are not happy. Ah, not pleased yes. with, with the curation the, With the curation and losing four screenings. Yes, all right, there we go. We had ten, and now we're six, and some filmmakers aren't very happy with that, and I've encouraged them to make their voices heard. That's, and they if you have. want, if, Yes, if you want change, you got to let people know. The squeaky Absolutely. wheel gets the grease. If the wheel yeah. is nice and quiet, then they think everything's fine. Absolutely. That's right. And um, I've had a, a rough couple of months. My mother passed away the end of March. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I saw that online. That, Very sad. It, it's, it's been hard and weird, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm walking through um, a not real environment. Sure, yeah. Like, even the anniversary of, of uh, not anniversary, but the, the three-year remembrance of Paul's, like, it felt like a surreal day times two is that, is that yeah. right and then man that was that's a weird word yeah. like first off it's been three years yeah mm-hmm. it's like wow that's wild and then right. it's a reminder that oh yeah this huge thing that everyone knows about and it's like a huge touchstone oh what happened right here so yeah. it was at the time it was two miles away from the office building i was working at which is uh crazy wild stuff mm-hmm. you know just the yeah. surrealness I was just talking about this with Mark Baratelli as we were recording Daily City stuff because he was talking about going there and, right. you know, posting about it and things like that. And uh, I was like, you know, it's the surrealness of that, how that happened in our own backyard. He's like, yeah, it's surreal. It feels surreal, but it's also something that happens all the time and it's everywhere. And it shouldn't feel surreal anymore because it's now like common. Yes, unfortunately, right. it's common. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Isn't it? I'm like, yes, isn't that weird? It's really, it's really <laughs> just kind, kind of, uh, I've had this thought many times, you know, where uh, I'd be like, wow, you know, when's the next shooting? And I, I wonder where it's going to be. 
Because right, uh, because I, I don't know. Check the news; it probably happened yesterday in Minnesota, <laughs> and it's happening now to the point where shootings happen if it's only four or five people. Man, barely, nobody cares. Barely gets spoken about anymore. You know, Blip. It's, yeah, it's like, crazy. Like many things right now, that is not normal, and we can't normalize. And we can't, it, but it's uh, but it's but happening it too often. It's happening too often. It, it is too quickly, I mean, too much. Like last year, there was it like really one sucks. school shooting a week. Break yeah, my heart. it was so, ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. To the point where they don't even get reported anymore. It's like, well, now it's just you know another news story. It's uh, an overload of of all this madness that's going down. Yeah. That's why we got a podcast more, you know, because we need to. That's right. uh, mm. that's that's how you put up the defenses mm. with podcasting, mm. right? That's right. You entertain. Yes. <laughs> entertain. We got it's, it's, it's the circus part of the bread and circus. Someone has to provide yeah. the circus. Yeah, come on, Drew. I got the bread. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's right. He does have the bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. We appreciate that. Uh, well, thank you for yeah. for coming here with us. Of course. We appreciate it. giving you some respite, hopefully, from, you know, I know things have been hard, yeah. uh, which is part of why I was like, we got to get Jen in here. You know, we got <laughs> to bring her back in, bring her back into the fold. So we're super happy to have you here. And uh, you can help us now. Uh, we're going to go into some emails. We have at least one email. People want to email us at crestbeauty.gmail.com. Also, have some stories about how, especially the Hagrid ride. Mm-hmm. No, but Universal, you're at the theme parks all the time. Yeah. So, so we can talk about, you hear about that, Steve, the Hagrid stuff that went down? No. No? Oh, oh man. man, this is interesting. You'll, you'll definitely have opinions about this. So we'll be talking about that in a second. Uh, just to back up the Patreon troll, patreon.com slash So hit that up for uh, the bonus episodes every week. Anywhere from $1 to $5 a month gets you the show. Also, Trivia Nights. I'm doing trivia now at Ace Cafe, 7 o'clock on Tuesdays, and at Aruga's on uh, Semeron in Winter Park uh, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Uh, come out for free trivia yeah, locals. Sorry, everyone else that's listening. Sorry, uh, uh, French listeners. <laughs> Ace Cafe is a really cool venue. Ace Cafe is a pretty cool venue. Uh, they got pretty good food there. And also for all my uh, vegetarian friends, they have the Impossible Burger at both uh, Ace and uh, Arugas. And mm-hmm. they make them both. I have, I've had them at both places. They're pretty good. So Ooh. just throw that out there for people. Come play some <laughs> trivia. Like It's no fun playing trivia to an empty empty room I still get paid yeah you do but still come on guys let's make it fun let's have a good time uh, <laughs> Drew Cogburn let's read that email which is this week from Cromella what's up Cromella he's got uh, what's on the telly he's gonna be talking about what's on the telly what's on the telly some bro? shows oh bro what's on the telly oh bro oh bro too old to die young Oh, are they too old to die young? That's what we're talking about. It's very slow. That's what we were saying. <laughs> Way more Lynchian than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like, what if David Lynch wrote and directed Breaking Bad? Of oh. course, it looks amazing with a great bad. soundtrack. <laughs> he hates Lynch. He hates Lynch so much. <laughs> check, check it out if you are into that kind of thing. Streaming on Amazon. There you go. Bad Blood. Bad Blood. What's Bad Blood? Oh, what to do when you wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep? Mm-hmm. You watch a random show that Netflix recommends. Oh, okay. Bad Blood is based on a true mob family in Montreal. And it really wants to be Sopranos, except it isn't. Aww. Partly because it looks like a TV movie production-wise. Mm-hmm. There are There is a severed head scene that is laughable. Hmm. Kim Coates is good as the lead and looks like a poor man's Joaquin Phoenix. Check it out if you are bored and really love mob movies or true crime stories. Streaming on Netflix. Bad blood. Never even heard of it. Canadian mob. Uh, Montreal. Canadian mob. French Canadian mob. Yeah, French Canadian mob. Oh. Uh 
Bro, yeah. that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's bad blood, bro. Bad blood, bro. That's bad blood, bro. And last but certainly not least, Los Spookies. Oh, I heard about this on Fred Armisen. This actually oh. sounds uh, Comedy fun. is a true subjective art form. So what can I say about this new comedy Fred from Fred Armisen? It's great. What if Wes Anderson made a Mexican telenova about horror movie nerds that create their own practical effects? That is Los Spookies. Just check it out, streaming on HBO. That now, sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. Now back to Too Old to Die Young, Part 5. And I think he posted in our Part 5. He's on Part 5 already. I think uh, the first episode of Los Espookies is on YouTube uh, for free for people who don't have HBO. I caught the last part of it last night on HBO. Did you? It's actually pretty funny. Is it? Yeah. I like Armisen. Los Espookies. I do too. That's fun to say. <laughs> Uh, I like uh, Documentary Now. That's a pretty fun oh, I show. I love Documentary Now. Yeah. It helps if you're like a film nerd and you know the documentaries right. that you're spoofing. Uh, that's really fun. And then Portlandia is, you know, it's its own weird brand of uh, fun. Any Portlandia fans here? Any? No, not really. Never watched it. No? I've only seen the episode with Michael Nesmith in it. <laughs> because of Michael Nesmith? Because of Michael Nesmith. All right. There we go. We know where your allegiance is like. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Monkeys for Life. Monkeys for Life. Uh, it's is it his mom who invented uh, whiteout paper. liquid paper? Yep, is that crazy? That is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then who invented post-its? Mina Sorvino. Right. Somebody <laughs> who me and Michelle. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mina Sorvino. Did she? I think she did. Um, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to email us, cinemacrespedito.gmail.com is the way to do it, and we will read it just like Drew did right there. Okay, this Hagrid ride opened up at Universal this week. Oh, Ten Lord. hour wait. Ten hour wait on day one. Have you guys hear about that? So I heard about wacky. it, but nope. Ten hour wait, Steve. Nope. Oh my god. For a roller coaster. No. Roller coaster. Of love. Of Hagrid. Waiting of too Hagrid. long. Waiting way too long. Now here's the thing. So yeah, I would not wait that long. Universal. Say brav. Hey, brav. Universal did this thing where um, if you were in line, if you got in line for the ride, uh, you were gonna ride that ride. They were not gonna shut down the ride. So while the rest of the park shut down, like nine nine thirty, people just the, standing in line. The waiting ride, to ride fucking ride. The ride stayed open and ran until midnight to get the last people on that thing. Wow. So and then what happened? What happened was after it was open <laughs> till midnight. Uh, they didn't have time to, you know, shut it down over the night, do general maintenance, make sure yeah. it was ready for the next day. So when the park opened up the next morning, the ride wasn't ready to open. Ooh. So in servicing all the people on day one, then they fucked up on day two. Wow. They also are trying to implement this thing that apparently they have at Volcano Bay. But the, the app. An app. If yeah. you use the app, you can, like, sign in and have your the time that you show up. And then your actual wait time is like 20 minutes or something, as opposed to standing in line all fucking day. That's awesome. Virtual queue? Yeah, virtual queue, which is like, yes, they're getting better now at managing these lines. Uh, Just now, in 2019, they're finally figuring it out. Finally, after 60 years of theme parking, finally figuring it out. Uh, At Disneyland, people people are still freaking out here about the uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disney World. They need to relax. Disneyland figured it out. Uh, There's a reservation system. You can only be in there for four hours at a time. They give everyone colored wristbands that correspond with your four-hour window. And if you're in there with the wrong wristband, your stormtroopers are going to kick you the fuck out. You don't belong here anymore. I like that. And if you're going to get bounced out of a place, it's got to be a stormtrooper Better be involved. some goddamn stormtroopers right. flanked by those uh, powder puff blue Disney cops that they, mm-hmm. they have. Like, are you really a cop? I don't know about it. Let me see that badge. Oh, no, they are. Does that badge have ears on it? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Reedy Creek. Those Reedy Creek cops. Yeah. Um, there's a four-hour window, 
and they minimize how many people can even reserve within those four hours. So when you're actually in there, I've seen pictures of people in the park. Like, it's not crowded. You can take a nice picture in front of the Millennium Falcon and not have, like, a thousand other people around you. Uh, the waits for the rides are no longer than an hour. And the wait for the cantina is two hours, which sucks. But... Uh, out, they only have one ride right now anyway and the cantina and then a bunch of shops in four hours you can get everything that you yeah. want really done and then leave and let other people go in there but with the cantina like I mean is that like you eat there yes you, the food and drink Drinks. that's why there's a two hour wait it's one of the few places in the park that has alcohol and it's mad expensive $50 beer flights yep. of course but it comes with a souvenir stuff that you take home that you take yeah. home the, the flight Thing that they put the cups in. Yeah, you take that home. It looks like and a piece of wood, like that big paddle thing. Yeah, it's the yeah. paddle, but it's uh-huh. like a piece of wood. Uh-huh. And then the cups, the quote cups, are uh, rancor teeth. Then you get to take those home. Hmm. So you're taking all that rancor shit home. Teeth. Yeah, the rancor. You know, the from Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay, the thing that that uh, that Luke fought, fought in the pit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you drink beer out of its teeth. Ooh, I mean, it's a plastic representation of its teeth, but still. Yeah. You get a drink out of its teeth. And then you got to take the teeth home because it's 50 goddamn dollars. But it's uh. essentially $10 a glass and then $10 for the paddle. Uh, there's a $75 cocktail that comes with the drink. Uh, I don't even want to say the cup, the holder. Yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't look, look like a cup. It doesn't look like a cup. I don't even know how you drink it. It looks like some sort of pouring. Vi- it looks more like an artistic gravy boat. It does. <laughs> It's a gravy boat, but it's uh, like Jabba's uh, ship. Do we even have a picture of it somewhere? It's Jabba's ship from Return of the Jedi, and that's what you're drinking out of. And then, okay. And then you take that thing home. The, God, uh, you can take everything home. That's the seems point. Like. That's the but whole that's, point. That's why it's so expensive. That's why it's so expensive. That's the whole point. They have the $150 lightsaber uh, that you get to build yourself, custom make. Yeah. It comes with like a 15-minute show, and it's supposed to be incredible. I want to go so bad. We've been talking about this for weeks. They figured out the crowds. Droid building. Droid building. The droids yeah. that interact with other droids. Come on. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so cute. I want a ball droid. I mean, do you have twenty grand to drop on a Star, Star Wars vacation, Chris? It's not, it's not twenty grand. We're looking at... Uh, Fifteen hundred bucks for like a vacation for me, just me. I don't got kids. Fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm. Plus, I can only be in there for four hours. Yeah. I got to come back the next day for my next four hours. You just got to worry about getting too many toys, spending all that money on droids. Next thing, Chris is walking around with a horde of droids. That is him. the best idea. Ever. <laughs> me just roaming the park by myself, with like four droids. Like, come on, guys, they're bumping into each other. Like, these are my kids. Come on, teach them how to fight. <laughs> having my car with me for like HOV lane purposes yeah. I'm driving down the, we, we don't have any <laughs> that's a joke for my our LA listeners the uh, they're gonna figure out the rides eventually well they already figured out Galaxy's Edge they need to figure out Hagrid the virtual queue thing is gonna be their savior because that 10 hour wait is ridiculous but the ride does sound pretty awesome it's yeah, a roller no, coaster right yeah outdoor roller coaster yeah and, and either you're riding the motorcycle or, or the sidecar side but you're like in a car that's above the track and you're not really strapped in because the track stays on top uh, and you're it's all outdoors they planted a thousand trees in that section yeah. over there. So you're like going through a forest of a thousand fucking trees that's loaded with animatronics of animals and things and the three-headed whatever and the Hagrid and all that shit. You know, it's cool sounding, man. Yeah. You know, what, you know what's awesome about that is if they had literally planted seeds for those trees... Like when like oh, the then, first book came and, out, and then we got they the would ride. be trees. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> if you think about it, you know what I mean. 
Is that would it take that long for the trees? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, no, not, like, not, not, not that long. I'm just saying, would they be sprouted up uh, within yeah, like if you, within 20 years? Oh yeah, yeah. If you planted like a, they'd be big enough. Like say, like in like 1999, I think the first yeah. book came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, if you plant a seed, yeah, definitely they'd be full grown. 20 years later, to be a whole forest. Like we're gonna have a Harry Potter roller coaster through this thing. Like you're an idiot. Uh, everyone knows rage. He's he's his underworld movies. Yeah. Everyone knows you can't bring trees in here. Everyone knows uh, that in 20 years there won't be trees anymore. Everything will be uh, digital digital trees. Where are my digital trees, Drew? Right there on your computer. Oh, my digital trees on my computer? So <laughs> everything digital is. What? Wait, what? No, I want, actually, I want to walk through a forest of, uh, of digital trees brought to us by Timex. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be awesome? No like, I don't know how this no how this works, go. but I know I, I do I know, know who would sponsor it. Yeah, so you know who sponsors <laughs> it. You know what time it is, no matter where you are. You may be lost, but you know what time it is. Yeah, and then also every few trees, uh, it's also a calculator. Brought to you by sundials. <laughs> yes, remember sundials? No, no. <laughs> telling time since there was. No, how old are you? <laughs> oh, that's uh, my secret. Oh, they're on to me, Drew. <laughs> I've always known. They're on to my eternal secret. Uh, speaking of eternal, Sigourney Weaver. Ancient. She did a parade interview mm. where she let some details loose about the next Ghostbusters movie. And I don't Ooh. know if this was intended or not. Parade magazine is not exactly. It's a Sunday newspaper insert. It's not the magazine, the outlet where you reveal big news about yeah. upcoming Hollywood things, right? But she said in an interview in Parade that uh, she's working on the next Ghostbusters movie. Dan Aykroyd's going to be in it. Bill Murray is going to be in it. And Ernie Hudson are all coming back. Obviously, Harold Ramis is dead, so he's not coming back. Where everyone else is. And that's the first confirmation anywhere wow. of that in Parade Magazine. Wow. Ooh. And the Lords are not happy with that. <laughs> They're angry with you, Chris. They're angry with that information as they thunder down over us. Maybe it was the John 336 joke they didn't like so much. No spoilers. Yeah, well, I've yeah, said no. worse. And also, what's up, what's up with the time delay? That was like 10 minutes ago, and now we're getting the thunder? Come on, God. He's a busy guy. Is he? She's a busy guy. And God saith, the episode is oh, almost so over. Thank you. May thee be wet. May thee, may thy episode be wet unto thine many blessings and curses. <laughs> uh, so Ghostbusters 3 come out next year, directed by Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman. And he has also revealed recently, I think it was at a... Some sort of comic con type thing that the uh, the story will center around a family, uh, like a, a a couple of kids. One of them is gonna be Finn Wolfhard, who was in Stranger Things and uh, the It movie, and the girl is gonna be someone who I forgot. And uh, it's like them and their family doing the Ghostbusters thing, and then but it's so it's gonna be connected to the Ghostbusters movies, including kind somehow of. the Kevin Feige one that came yeah. out a couple years ago. Um, so it's I all mean, going to tie it all together. Chris Hemsworth shows up and starts cracking dumb jokes. If he can be in one scene cracking a dumb joke, I'll be happy with that uh, to tie it all together. Same. So we'll see. I mean, are we, do we need more Ghostbusters movies? Was anyone clamoring for more Ghostbusters? Anyone? No. Anyone? No. Anyone? No. Anyone? Not clamoring, but I don't know that I'm mad at it yet. I'm not mad at it. I'm not saying no. Yeah. I'm not saying no. No more There, needs, there just ghosts. needs to be a reason. Yeah, but I'm not like, I need another one. Yeah, there needs no. to be a decent reason for Outside it. Outside of monies. Mm. But the reason's always monies. Of course it is. It's always monies. Oh, man. And my brother just left for work in his rain. Oh. Travel safe, Joe. Travel safe. Hope this message reaches you out in the ether. 
Now I believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> whenever or wherever you're listening to this, Joe. Yeah, whenever and wherever you are, Joe. Travel safe. I love you. Um, this is funny. So the Dark Phoenix movie came out and shit the bed, like all over yeah. the place. It's like, here's a giant bed, now here's a huge piece of shit in the middle of it. Uh, Thank you, Dark spread Phoenix. Spread it around. Spread it, spread it around. <laughs> That's a Dark Phoenix style. Yeah. It's amazing how bad this movie is. And uh, people can hear our full review on Patreon.com slash Crespody. So the movie opens a... Th- Uh-oh. Wait. Wait. Uh-oh. Wait. Wait. Whoa. Whoop. I wonder if it was going to crack. Uh, no, it's going to. It was one of the rolling ones. The oh, there we go. It's a roller. The gods it, did not like it either. The gods are definitely. Oh, no. <laughs> the gods are very no, happy with it. They, they have cursed all the Dark Phoenix movies. The, the gods, because they, they, they invested in them and it was their money. Like, oh, we picked the wrong. We should, I told you we should have picked Endgame. Zeus is like, no, I thought it was going to be the Dark Phoenix movie. Damn it. Um, a $200 million budget, $33 million opening weekend. Just under $150 million worldwide in its opening weekend. So, nice. And that's good. Yeah. And, that is very good. And that's good. And uh, here's a director, Simon Kinberg, who, or, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before. So Simon Kinberg's a producer. He's no, produced, you did. Well, I mentioned he's produced a bunch of them, yeah. right? But did I mention, Drew, that he partially directed Days of Future Past and Apocalypse? Oh, really? So yeah. Brian Singer directed those movies, but Brian Singer's like epic downfall has been going on behind the scenes for years now, where he's unreliable, he doesn't always show up to set, he's not prepared, sometimes he disappears for days at a time because he's off, you know, running to New York City to do whatever, you know, whatever the Brian Singer things he likes to do, he's being sued for things, maybe people can just Google that. <coughs> we talked about it before. Mm. in uh, you know our past mm-hmm. segment this week in rape culture mm-hmm. and uh, so while he was fucking up on the set of X-Men Days of Future Past and X-Men Apocalypse Simon Pin- Simon Kinberg was stepping up and actually picking up that slack picking up the slack and directing the scenes that Brian Singer was supposed to direct so that's why he even got the job as director on Dark Phoenix because he was already sort of a de facto director anyway mm-hmm. on these other X-Men movies. And Days of Future Past turned out well. Yeah. Apocalypse yeah. did not. No. But so the guy's 50-50. They gave him a shot on Dark Phoenix. I ain't gonna no. ha- I ain't gonna hate on him for giving him the shot. No. Based on that information. But it did not turn out. It did not work out well. Apocalypse is stupid. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. And it was a waste of Oscar Isaac as a great actor. It was a waste you know? of everything. It was a waste of everything. Olivia Munn, she's the only smart one who didn't come back for this one. She's like, yeah. you guys don't need Psylocke. I'm out of here. So, <laughs> so Simon Kinberg has a quote here <clears throat> about the movie's poor reception. And he says, I'm here. I'm saying when a movie doesn't work, put it on me. I'm the writer-director. The movie didn't connect with audiences. That's on me. So right away, in the wake of the movie bombing... My fault. Here's Simon Kinberg being like, I fucked up, guys. My bad. Well, it's respectable that he owned it. That's what I'm saying. As opposed to the directors who are like... Oh, it was the actor. Or, no, it was this douchebag. The producer. Or the... uh, My favorite is, why I didn't make this for the critics. I made this for the fans. Blah, blah, blah. Which, (laughs) if I was a non-critic, I'd be so insulted. and be like, oh, so you think you just made it for dummies? That's what you're saying? You made it for people who don't think about movies and are idiots? And that's what you think of us? You're a fucking... Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But anti-intellectualism in this country runs deep. And no one likes to admit that they... uh, are smart or want to be smart. It's a it's a weird. It is. It's a weird sigma. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I just feel you know we should. We, I think it's still I why think, David Lynch still has a career. 
Ah, oh, because people uh, want to pretend that they're that they smart. can that they can think deeply and understand. No, that's the opposite. David Lynch has a career because there are people willing to think uh, deeply and and not in an, an abstract manner. Uh, the anti-intellectualism is what Lynch is fighting against with his movies and his TV shows. You see, you don't have to be spoon-fed the plot and the characterization, and you know, yeah. I'm not saying you gotta like it. You can hate it all you want. Hate it all you want, Steve, please. No, no, his, no I'm just saying I like it. This hate runs deep, and I love it. No, I'm just yes. saying that I'm like Palpatine. He doesn't make yes. sense. Let the heat flow through you. Yes, <laughs> do it. Zap your electric fingers at David Lynch in his movies. Let's see the pain and suffering. Yes, we like it, Steve. Um. So yeah, he uh, he admit that it's a bad movie. So don't. So if you haven't seen it yet, don't, don't, because even a director's like. Still want to see it though. Yeah, you know what? Because you've seen all the X Men movies, right? I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't like the comic books part of the Phoenix Hall saga. What do you mean the comic books part? What do you mean? You didn't like the comics, or you just didn't like the Dark Phoenix saga? Right. They, oh, okay. Like when they did it in comics, mm-hmm. like they dragged it out. It wasn't that. Well, then you may. Well, the, it was the movie's so not good, but it is like an under two hour version of. They simplified the Dark Phoenix story yeah. very much for the movie. Yeah, but for me, though, it's like, you know, I, I can imagine, like, I would miss this one just because I read it when it was going on in the comics. Drew's the opposite way, where it's because he read it and he liked it. He's like, I want to see how they fuck it up. Yeah, no, exactly, because they always do. They can't, they Apparently, they, they always can't do. fucking do it right. They're over they're over two. There's, there's going to be a third version. One of day. Course, yeah. Marvel's going to give it a shot. I'm sure they will. Third time's a charm. Maybe that'll be the time they, they finally mm. fuck it up. <laughs> They finally <laughs> Dark Phoenix will be the end of the Marvel run. I like that. I like that thinking. Very good. I, that seemed like that would be like in the comics. It was like that. Like she, they made her so powerful and so I don't know too it, powerful. Yeah, and and so I don't know. And, 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 and like I said too, they dragged it out. And so well, the dragging out thing is a for real issue. Um, and it, oh, okay, we'll finish with this story. This is one of my favorite stories of the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's not. Cruz versus Bieber because that was a funny story that, that, was, that, that, was, that was a fun couple minutes there but then Bieber admitted that Tom Cruise would whip his ass because yeah. he would he said he, he had would. he said he has that dad strength like no Bieber he has no, that Cruise the, yeah. Scientology strength that's what he's got which which by the way when I saw that like that you know like that he had done that and they everything him, yeah. uh, I immediately uh, pictured you going Where's the beef? What's up with the beef? What's up with the beef? Yeah, we ended yeah. The, we ended the what's up with the beef segment too. That joke definitely ran its course a yeah, long damn. time ago. Yeah, long, long but I mean, ago, it but... worked perfectly for when I read that. But though. the beef was, was like, back. What's happening with the beef? What's up with the beef? Hey, you want to fight Tom Cruise? <laughs> what an idiot! You want to challenge a guy who learned how to fly stunt flight helicopters in a year? You think that guy won't learn how to like MMA fight in two months? <laughs> yeah, whoop the shit out of you. Like professional you style. Would. No matter what you think of him, women really don't like him, uh, which is fine. You don't gotta like him. Just gotta admit that he will whoop his ass, which is what he would do. Uh, but I love this story. The story is fantastic. Bradley Cooper breaks up with his uh, girlfriend of four years, Arena Shine. Baby mama. Baby mama. It's baby mama. Okay. What is Russian model baby mama? Uh, And of course, those Lady Gaga rumors are... Immediate. Of course. (laughs) Swirl a swirling. Oh, my goodness. Um, And then, all right, so now it's come out. Inside sources have confirmed that when the... A Star is Born media tour... Well, first off, making of A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper was emotionally distant. Mm. Their relationship got together very fast, him and uh, and his baby mama. And when they had the kid, they thought, oh, this will be the thing that'll bring us together. 
Yeah, because well, that's the way it works. Sex yeah, is the thing that'll save the relationship. Famous have, last words. Exactly right. And uh, but then he goes on to make a, a Star Is Born, and it consumes him for a year, and he becomes emotionally distant while he's making it. So he's not available to his wife uh, or his girlfriend, and his and uh, her needs as a new mother. And um, and then when the movie's over, he's like, I promise, you know, media tour, award season. Once all that is over. I'm going to take a break from working for a while so we can be together. And that did happen. Like, the day after the Oscars, he was home. They were together all the time. They were trying to make it work. And now several months later, boom, it's over. They could not make it work. Aww. So ladies, Well, if they never spent that much time together before, that's probably what did it. Exactly. No. They found out for sure, okay, we do not have anything in common now outside of this baby. You know, they, they found each other attractive in the beginning. They probably had a lot of hot, wild sex. It was great. And then he's a workaholic, so the relationship couldn't develop as it needed to. Mm. They had the baby thinking this will save it, and it didn't. And now they got to figure out all this shit now with this poor kid who has to live in a, a rich, rich lifestyle of a broken household. Poor, poor kid. Poor Hollywood Poor child. little bastard. Poor Hollywood oh. child. Um, now, and then the whole thing comes up where, so Coop, B. Coop and Lady Gaga had that chemistry, right, mm. making the movie. The Oscars broadcast where they were on stage singing. Together. I fucking each other the yeah. whole they, time. They, I fucking yep. each other. He, he sat on the bench while she was like, Whoa! and you know, he was like rubbing her thigh probably the whole time. And uh, man, you could tell like, oh, they want each other. And so none of that apparently did the relationship any good. Of course, all of the, course not. All the media stuff, like yeah. that, that literally didn't weigh. It weighed on her, and she was like, "Are you a fucking Lady Gaga?" So it was. Uh, oh boy. Uh, meanwhile, um, during only with my eyes, lead, baby, lead, only yes, with my eyes, only, only with my eyes. It was only <laughs> right, right before that happened. It was you know, all, he called his girlfriend and was like, "You're DVRing this, right? This is going to happen." The, the, uh, listen, it was only an emotional cheating. It's fine. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't physical. There was no penis insertion. It was yeah. just they loved each other. There's only love, Drew. It's only love. It's only love. It's only love. It's nothing. It's nothing. And uh, the. At the same time, leading up to the Oscars, Lady Gaga got out of her yep. two-year engagement to some dude who apparently he was a shitbag. A uh, very manipulative shitbag. And then the Bradley Cooper's ex-wife, the one that he left for the Russian model, mm-hmm. for years he's been saying, oh, he's a manip- manipulative asshole. He's the worst. So uh, it's interesting seeing that relationship fall apart. Gaga's relationship fall apart. And now will they get together? We're going to find out soon. Who knows? I'm so excited. Drew Coburn. Odds are what? What are the odds? Put the odds on the two to one, three to one, five to one. You can look it up. See if they're actual sure Vegas, they're Vegas odds. odds. Let's look up the Vegas odds on <laughs> Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga getting together. Uh, what do you think, Steve? You think they get together? Ah, uh, yeah, I think they're going to. You get more than fifty-fifty shot of them hooking up in some capacity. I, I think more than fifty-fifty. Yes. Jen, what do you think? You think you're hooking up? I would together? agree with that. If they didn't get together. I would be very surprised, and I would want to immediately know why. Yes, why? Yes. How come you wouldn't take yeah. that step? Is it public pressure? Is it public expectation? That's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. When everyone then expects you to do a thing, it almost makes you want to not, not do, do that. that. Right? Yeah, right. When people are like, "Oh, of course, I knew you'd pick the vanilla ice cream." Well, actually, no, I want chocolate this time, just to say "fuck you," because you can't predict who I am. So now that people want Damn. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga to fuck. Odds are three to two, Chris. Odds are three to two. Choose a guy found the odds online. <laughs> wow. Vegas odds that uh, Cooper and Gaga go public about a relationship before the end of 2019 are three to two. Wow. Hmm. What do you take that? Who takes that? So are, are we taking that bet? Are we pulling our monies and taking that bet? Is that what we're doing? I think so. But uh, now That's I'm wondering is, is if we were in a movie, how would this work where, where you know, like, 
you know, like those scenes where you're like in a room, uh, to, and like I don't know, we see a private feed of them hanging out, and we're like, come on, come on. Oh yeah, like, we're waiting for them to actually hook up, like yeah. the Bachelor. We need to do a special season of the Bachelor mm. where it's just Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper yeah. going on dates, and then we just watch it. exactly, come on, come exactly. On. Are you gonna do it? You know, you and then they're like, we're together. best friends, and they hug, and, like, and like and people are like, people are like ripping up tickets. They're like. Ah! <laughs> as they part they walk away but then they stop and they turn back to each other and they come back and they kiss you're like no when you pick up your tickets you're in a such a table, table back together, together. Like, no, I got they did it I fucked up eat your heart out moonlighting it's the <laughs> ultimate will they won't they yes exactly man moonlighting had it going to that, one. That, that will they won't they was so strong it yep. turned Bruce Willis into a movie star <laughs> he did that's wild stuff yep. he put out an album to return to Bruno we even know you left Bruno he's like I'm back <laughs> Oh, boy. I never went anywhere, bro. Never went anywhere, bro, but I'm back. All right. <laughs> we have hit an hour and a half. That's the end of the episode. Uh, Jen, thank you so much for hanging out. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Was, Hello, everyone. That Goodbye, was great. Everyone. Thank you, everyone. Follow her online. Check out the Enzion Film Slam. Yeah, locals. Steve. Yes. Good seeing you, sir. Good to see you. Thanks, man. You got it. What the, what's well with the short hair? Bro? Yeah, you like the short hair? Not really, no. No. <laughs> Do I look like I like short hair? <laughs> I want everyone to get the long hair and the beard look. We all can't look like you. Come on. We'll just be a bunch of Crespos. Yes, I, I want everyone to be a bunch of Crespos. Be a bunch of Cal Drogos out here. Fat Cal Drogos. <laughs> I want you all to look like, what if uh, Cal Drogo opened a donut shop? That's what I want you all to look like. Can you do that, Drew? And stop working out. Yeah, stop working out. No, even with the working out, it's mm. still brutal, brutal stuff. Uh, Drew, thank you so much. You're welcome, sir. And then all the listeners, you are welcome for this week's show. It's a free show, so uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And that's it. We are out of here. Thank you so much. Peace. A PFT Media Production.